Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. Yes, you are. Just want to let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, guys? Well, I think we learned a little bit of geography today. Geography is different in different places. Um, that is where, true. Oh, Obert is so far away from me. You have to look at almost an entire hemisphere to 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 to, <laughs> to, to watch to see Google Maps. So that's fair. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah you can see the curvature of the Earth in the Google Maps picture. Yeah, we learned that it would cost me a thousand dollars in gas to drive to Chris's house. And uh, <laughs> now, so now the only way that you wouldn't see the curvature is like, what if the world actually is flat? I mean, what do you mean? What if it actually? You know, what do you mean by that? Because, I mean, I thought it was a scientific fact that it is flat. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot that Columbus existed and did the whole map thing and said, hell, it's really a circle. Yeah, the curvature you see on the map when you zoom out is just uh, weird, weird. It just warps when you look that far away. It just uh, looks circular. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really big map trying to keep us from thinking that, or learning that the world is flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is yep. it big this map is... or is it big globe? I feel like big map would be pretty pro flatter. They would be happy with flatter. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's big the globe. globe is really trying to keep us down. Does anybody that 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 we gotta ask flat earthers that if it's all big globe is the reason why this perpetuating this myth just to keep selling globes to people. How much is a globe? Does anybody uh, how much is a globe? Uh, uh, I mean, like... do you want a good globe or like a uh, not so good globe. What's what are the what are the globes I mean, you get in school? One that spins. Yeah, I would yeah, guess. One, one that I spins. guess a, a school a school grade globe is like seventy nine ninety nine. Seventy nine. That's my okay. That's my price bucks. is right answer. You think they're that much? Eighty dollars. Well, what do you? Okay, what do you? Okay, you say one dollar. I was gonna say like thirty five bucks. Okay, or maybe it's staying classy then. I mean, if right. it was me and I was the fourth contestant, I would put a, go for a dollar. But well, in this in this uh, week's version of Tud Prime, I will look it up. Okay, <laughs> but like they have good globes now, right? That are like electronic, and they'll tell you where the countries are, and those got to be like one fifty, two hundred. So. All right, so there is a globe on Amazon for thirty four ninety nine. It's on sale for thirty four ninety nine. It's illuminated. But it appears to be, it's only eight inches. It's kind of a small globe. There's a that's hundred dollar globe. globe for, that's 13 inches or 15 inches. So there's, it's pricier than a hundred if it's 15 inches. And then there's a 12 inch globe for 60 bucks. So I'm seeing prices between 20 being the cheapest. And that one I just scrolled by was, you know, $600. So I guess we needed Drew Carey to like, showcase the globe for us first that's true and then we would have then we would then this is why they don't do the game we're just like hey what do you think a globe costs <laughs> also true you have to yeah. watch the little yodeling man go up the hill uh, well i mean i i think you know that's a lot of moolah to miss out on if i were uh say a globe manufacturer you know like getting back to the truth the right, truth. right. yes it's a lot. It's a lot of money. A moolah, and you know, money makes the world go flat. No, spin like a discus. I don't know how you would say it. Like no, no. And, and flat Earth, the the Earth, I don't think rotates. I think that's part of the the. I think that's part of the thought process. I, think I don't know how that works. You think about flat Earth, the harder it is to explain. <laughs> but. Like, is it like is it like a quarter? 
I think you. Sp- <laughs> like, I think you spin. I think we spin like a merry-go-round in flat Earth. Like where's we're the flat sun? And we turn. I and mean, that's how the sun moves. Is we turn. Oh, like so that. we're like a I microwave. Think... Yeah, yeah. Like Welcome that. to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where we try and understand what flat Earth is. <laughs> I don't understand how the sun works. That's my, I guess that's my biggest. (laughs) We also guess the price of globes. That's another thing we do here. (laughs) A a third thing we do is drink beer on the show. But that's a very, that's a very small percentage. But the globe conversation is a lot Uh more fun than the drinking of the beer. Because I want to know how flat earthers think. Yeah. And how they explain seasons too. That's that's what I don't understand. How does the moon work? How do tides work? Well, that's easy because the moon is tidally locked to Earth, so you only see one side. So I could buy that if I was flat. I think there'd be a point in flat Earth's favor. Like, you're telling me there's a round moon up there, but we're only seeing one side? (laughs) But in their their world, is the moon also flat? I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. Yeah, is everything, is the sun flat? Or have they said the sun is not flat? I don't know how it works. Do we we not live in 3D? Are we like really two-dimensional beings that like live on paper? Maybe. I think you figured it out, Ted. It's a hypercube uh, scenario. <laughs> we just aren't in a high enough dimension to truly appreciate what the the dimensions of the Earth are. Super Mario Three. That's where we live in. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, you guys remember that time I tried to transition us away from talking about fire that we don't understand and to the beer drinking part of the show? Yeah, but then we transitioned back because it's more fun to talk about the flat Earth. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you did say that, but um, flat earthers. Right? You know what's not? You know what's not flat is this beer that I'm about to drink. It might be. There you go. It's beer thirty, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer thirty, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Well, I did. I do feel bad because I stole it away from Ted last week, so I won't do that again. Um, who's who's going first this week? I, mean, I can. I'll go first, seeing as you ripped it away from me last week. I will go first this uh-huh. week. All right. What do you got for us? So this week, as I should have done last week instead, um, I brought fuck twenty twenty one as well by Abomination. This should have been the first beer nice. that I had. <laughs> you know I what tra- I. I was going to tease you and say you can go first as long as you bring, like, fuck dry January on. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to let him bring whatever. And, and you did. You did bring the, one of the beers that I wanted. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. This is – this. I mean, as Obert said last week, this should have been what I led with. Um, so I'm making up, I'm making up for, for errors from last week. So this beer is, um, as I said, it's fuck 2021 as well. It's a triple dry hopped – Double IPA. Uh, it's 9.7% ABV. It is brewed by Abomination Brewing Company. Um, you know they're one of the many 12% breweries, 12% beer project breweries. Um, this can art is pretty cool. It is a skeleton sitting in a graveyard with 2020 uh, grave marker to the to the left and 2021's grave marker to the right, and it looks like he just buried them and he's throwing. He's throwing some flowers on their grave, and he's got a, a shovel sitting across his lap, and it's got some fiery skeletons in the background. It's a pretty cool can art. Mm. Oh, I see the gravestones now. Okay. Yeah. He looks just tired from all that digging. He's like, man, I'm tired of this. Well, I mean, if you had to bury two years in a row, I think you'd be tired too. Yeah, it's fair. 
So, I am curious to know what this beer tastes like. Um, I have not had it. So, it poured, just like you would imagine a, a fancy triple dry hop double IPA would pour. It looks exactly like a triple dry hop double IPA you'd expect it to look. It's, you know, a little bit darker than a normal double IPA, just because it has so much more hops in it. Um, it's more of a, it's more of like a golden straw type color than like a, like an orange juice type color. And not a lot of haze either, I noticed. Oh, it's got some haze, but it's, I mean, okay. you cannot see through this at all. All right, you're right. It, it's definitely hazier than I first thought. I, th- I thought it was, uh, maybe it's just the webcam. So on the nose, I smell a lot of tropical smells. Um, definitely some orange. You can definitely tell that it's going to be very, very hop, very, you know, very hop flavory. Because obviously, as I said, it is a triple dry hopped IPA. I'm trying to see what it's dry hopped with, but I don't think, I don't think the can tells you what it's dry hopped with. Hmm. It's dry hopped with the tears of the last two years. I have no idea. (laughs) So when they say triple dry hopped, that means that after the boil is done with the wort, they then add hops three more times. Is that kind of the, what they mean by triple dry hopped? I think so. I think they do it during like the fermentation process. Like, so they, you know, they, they drop some hops in there three days after it's done brewing and they probably drop some more three days later and some more three days later. I don't, I think that's how that works. Right. Cause you're dr- that cause dry hopping occurs afterwards, after the, after fermentation or during fermentation, once it goes into like the secondary. Okay. See, I would think you wouldn't want to be letting any, anything in there like that could contaminate it with it oxygen i would think it would be like a sealed vessel at that point just co2 coming out and that was it but i don't know maybe that's a homework for next week we gotta learn more about dry hopping (laughs) so um as you guys can see the head died down pretty quick it was there um you know it left some nice lacing on the glass uh let's dive in and see So it is very, very hoppy. Um, it definitely has some nice tropical flavors to it, but you definitely get punched with a lot of, a lot of hoppy like like floral type notes as well, because there's just a, a ton of hops in it. Uh, a little bit of bubble gum. I think the fruits are kind of you know they're definitely more of the citrus style, so they're a little bit more orange. Um, there's definitely some pineapple in there. Overall, it does not drink like like a nine point seven percent ABV double IPA. <laughs> uh, that that nine point seven is is hidden very 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 well behind just you know floral and citrusy goodness. Uh, it's a fantastic beer. Now, did you have the fuck twenty twenty last year? I did. Does this I, remind you of that? I think this one's better. Um, did you, know, you, you had that one on the, you had that one on the pod, didn't you? I think so. I think that was I, my first beer of twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I believe. Now, granted, it's been a whole year and a month since I had fuck 2020 so it's kind of hard to remember what it tasted like but i believe that this this is better at least in my mind and maybe it's just because it's the beer that i have in my hand now versus the beer that i drank a year ago that's the tough thing about ipas is you can't really do a vertical that's true you can't really compare the year on year you know unless you get a time machine i think from what i remember about fuck 2020 is that i remember liking it a lot but i thought it was a little bit too harsh um i think i had a little bit too much hot bite this I don't know if it's been because it's been a month since it's, or, you know, almost two months now. It was, it was actually canned on December twenty second, twenty twenty one. So I don't know if the two months has kind of helped mellow out the beer that has been sitting in my fridge. But it is, 
much more fruity than what I remember last year's being. I do like how Abomination was so confident that 2021 was going to suck the last month. They had like, they still had 8% of the year to go. And they were like, <laughs> nah, we're canning this beer. Yeah, we, this, we already this, know. This one's good to go. We, we figured yeah. this. We're 11 and, months in, we, we know where this is headed. We got the vibe. Think about that. Since they brewed it, like Betty White died at the end of the year. Uh, you know, Meatloaf died. It, it was, it got shittier. Like, well, Meatloaf was 2022, so not off to a good well, that's start. That's true. Not off yeah. to a good start. There was Bob Saget a, 2022 as well? I think so. I think there's going to be a, 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 a fuck 2022 as well as well. <laughs> also. <laughs> fuck 2022 too. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's it. That is it. Rating, I'm going to give this beer, I think this is a 475 for me. This is delicious. Oh, wow. Like, I think it's, I think it's, it's perfect in every way. It's got some nice hop bite. It's got some... Almost awesome. every way. Well, you can never have a perfect beer. Well, okay. For, to, for Todd, to... Todd, four seven five is the new five. <laughs> when he says four seven five, you know mentally he means five because this is the highest level rate of beer. So it's basically the top of the scale. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm just, I just, I just don't believe that there can ever be a perfect score. I don't think it's possible. Well, you do, but your perfect score is four seven five now. Is right. that possible? Right. No, 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 no. There's, there's no such thing as a perfect beer. You know, but what's wrong with this one? I think the amount of hops overpowers the, the the citrus flavors. It is very hard for me to pick out, you know, some of the the nuanced citrus flavors and the bubble gum. Mm. That's a odd pull of bubble gum. I'm I'm I mean I've had it, but still. Yeah, I think that that's that's something I would I would tone down if I could. If I was Josh, the owner of Abomination, I'd say less bubble gum, no more bazooka, no more bazooka. <laughs> Wow. Well, okay. So let's see. There are um, three thousand six hundred and seventy-one other folks that rated this on Untapped. That's a lot so, of people. Good sample size. Not too bad. So, what do you think they thought of Fuck Twenty Twenty One as well? I mean, I know it's gonna be high. It's abomination. They have hashtag hop hype. Uh, they have big, mm. big hop hype. And this is a good beer. So I'm gonna say it's high, and I'm gonna go real high, like a four. Point four two. All right, not quite that high. Not that. That's very. That's very high. Um, but it is extremely high. Actually, if you if you if you flipped it around a little bit, if you did a four point two four, you would have been you would have been Aww. right. So um, leaving so it I'm, a little open. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it could, it's a it's a decent little margin, but we've all been off by a lot before. So it could be one of those weird weeks where we're all off by a ton. Yeah. Um, I'm going to win this yeah. week. I know it. I can feel it. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. Like, I, we've all had Abomination. We talked about them a ton. They're amazing. They, they just put out great stuff. Like, I'm, I'm very envious that I don't have one right now in my hand. But, uh, yeah, um, hey, there you go. And let's they, see. Let's see. Oh, maybe maybe 2022 will turn around. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I in know. all honesty, I'm kind of rooting for it to kind of suck a little bit. Maybe we'll get, like, 2022 sucked a little less. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the goal. Like, right? there's this year. There's like a little daisy coming out of the 2022 grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, just a little something for you. Yeah. All right. So before we get into our next beer, I uh, did some quick googling and came across this article from learn.kegerator.com um, on dry hopping. It's a good name. Yeah, kegerator.com. You can't beat that. This is all under their homebrew section, their learning center. Um, and, you know, I think, I think you pretty much had it on the, hit the nail on the head. 
Todd with, with how to dry hop here because, um, and you know, we'll put a link to this in the show notes, but getting through the article here real quickly, it says that dry hopping is a process which after beer is completed for primary fermentation, hops are added back to the beer to steep. It's this process is very much like making tea by steeping tea bags in room temperature water. It's a slow process and contributes huge amounts of aroma to your beer without significantly increasing the bitterness. Um, so it, then it talks about, this goes into a little bit about choosing the right hop varieties to use. They say, uh, you know, Centennial, Cascade, Citra are all good hops to use. And then they talk about how long to dry hop. They say that, um, Anywhere from 24 is kind of the minimum, but it improves for at least 48 to 72 hours after that. So you kind of hit the nail on the head with the three-day thing. It says the ideal amount of time is 48 to 72 hours. Um, wow. I'm a, I'm a brewing genius. <laughs> yeah. And then they get into some more of the mechanics on how you actually do uh, dry hop. And they have kind of like they have talked about a French press method, which is, seems like it's kind of good for the home brewer. Um, Keg hopping is where you add hops directly to the keg, um, but it says t- that what what is the French press? Like do like you pour some beer in like a French press, press it together with the hops, and pour it back in? Like how? Seems like it's more experimental. Where it's talking about you basically add um, take a pale ale and you add some hops to it in a French press. So then you can kind of be like, hey, if I brew this beer again next time, what? should I dry hop it with? You could kind of do it as a small batch. Oh, and... okay. So kind of like when we did like the French pressed stouts where uh-huh. we just did it just to add some other flavor to the step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the keg hopping, they talk about, and again, this article is more geared for home brewers, but it says that if you add the hops directly to the keg, you kind of have to drink the beer within two to three weeks, or you're going to start to get some of the grassy and vegetal notes. Hmm. How do you sterilize the hops for the dry hop? Does it say that? It doesn't really, um, which is a good question too, you know, because we, you talk about about brewing and you know that once once that beer is in that fermentation, you really want to, you got to do everything you can to make sure it's not contaminated. Um, but like I said, they kind of talk about just using a bag as a tea bag, basically. So that way you don't have to strain them out a- after. I just wonder if, like, maybe you just throw, so you throw it in a bag and like, uh-huh. maybe you, you spray the bag with or dip the bag in star sand. Because, I mean, star sand is just sugar. So it's fermentable. It's a fermentable cleaner. So it doesn't yeah. add any funky taste. It's completely, you know, it's completely sterile. I just wonder, like, I would imagine that's what you do. I think that, that would work. Or you could just boil the bag to kill off any germs where you added the hops in. Perhaps. I'm talking about the hop, killing the stuff off the hops, though. Because I mean, let's not let's not think that hops are completely sterile. They're a plant, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dry hopping right in. Dry hopping. Let us know. Big hop, big hop right in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's basically the gist of the the article. They talk too about how you can dry hop during your primary fermentation, but um, it's not really going to be as efficient as dry hopping in the secondary. And it says here that. While hopping in the primary does change the aroma profile, the true mechanism for why that happens is not yet completely understood. So, hmm. um, who knows? We got another flat Earth conspiracy here. We got to figure <laughs> get to the bottom of. But that's it. That's kind of talked about dry hopping. So, 
This article didn't get into double dry hopping or triple dry hopping, but I have to imagine, like you said, you just every three days throw another another batch of hops in. Right. Because I, th- I think one time Chris and I tried to brew a uh, a sip of sunshine clone, and I remember you know it was, I remember having to go down there and throw hops in, and I was like, I think that was dry hopping, but I don't yeah. remember how I, I don't remember how I sterilized the hops. I don't I don't know if I did. <laughs> maybe that's the difference between you and uh, your buddy Sean. Uh, and maybe your beer, your beer, how your beer turns out. That's that beer the only, was pr- that's the only difference. That beer was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so maybe it wasn't that then. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, thanks. learnkegerator.com slash dry hyphen hopping. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, check it out in the show notes if you want to learn more about how to dry hop your beer. That being said. I see Chris has got his beer out, and he's ready to go. So what do you got for us this week, Chris? All right. So after all that dry hopping, I have something that doesn't fit at all. Um, <laughs> as you all know, I've, I've been I've been slowly but surely going through some backlog of beers, uh, a bunch of bottles that I've saved for one reason or another. Well, I have another one today. And this is from our friends over at Collective Arts Brewing. Um, oh, nice. Um, yeah, so... I'm pretty excited about that. Um, this is a bottle that uh, is their barrel-aged Imperial Porter. It is a whopping 11.5%. Wow. Um, so oh, baby. that was probably smart of me. Uh, and this is actually five years old. This is a 2017. So Aged like gracefully. A, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping so. <laughs> this has made a couple, a couple moves with me. So... Um, I don't know. I was going through my stuff, and I was like, you know what? This one. I Maybe like not that graceful. Arts. Then. Um, yeah, I know, right? I like uh, I like collective arts, but uh, it's you know they always have pretty cool can work can art, and this is like a it's like a bear almost with lightning bolts, and I don't know. It's it's like a Russian bear. A ru- yeah, it's like yeah, like a Russian bear. It's kind of it's kinda, got those kinda... like weird Russian uh, like tower shapes like yeah. the what do you call those things i don't know native american-y maybe uh i'm also not sure if this is gonna like explode or not so we'll find that out very shortly i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i'm rooting for it to explode it might it very well might i mean let's see come on come on oh that was a very loud it's oh, a yeah. botchka roof apparently botchka roof also onion roof onion dome oh yeah there's a lot of bubbles there's a lot of bubbles happening I think I caught most of it in the uh, in the glass. I'll pour a little bit out. Five year old beer. This is interesting. I know. I know. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you guys can see inside that bottle, but it is. Oh man. It is. It, it's it's got some foam. Uh, it's settling decent in the glass though. So try and pour some of this out. Explode. I'm a little uh, a little Explode. nervous about this beer. Explode. Explode. I know. I know. I know. I, I hope this is. I hope this beer is okay. It's actually dying. The the head's like dying down. Like as it's as it's pouring into the the thing. I did. I did spill a couple tiny drops on my desk. It's a very nice frothy head right now that I'm getting. Uh, I got almost. I have almost the entire beer in here, so it's not too too bad. But it is a beautiful looking, uh, super dark beer in a nice uh, caramel caramel colored uh, head. So. You know, it's kind of like what I like to see. I like my stouts and my porters to have like this exact color head, like you know, just like slightly dark, caramelly, like really nice. This thing is not gonna die down, but again, it's not as bad as some other beers I've had that are 
either older or uh, known for their head. Uh, very large bubbles in this head, too. So, but there it is. Boom. You can only see a little bit of Charmander's head at the top. Um, but it is dark as night. Uh, One billion SRM, as we like to say. No light coming through this beard. Not at all. Um, the ni- the nice, thick, frothy head uh, still there. It's like, it, it's, I don't know if this is meant to ferment in the bottle, but this smells extremely boozy right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's already 11.5%, right? I, that's true. It is already 11.5%. So, I mean, I definitely smell, I don't know. I assumed it was bourbon barrels, but it it smells... It almost smells more like rummy than than bourbon. It doesn't necess- it doesn't say exactly what it is. It it, it is a Kentucky bourbon barrel. It is okay, okay. It just smells more rummy. Um so there we go. Uh the head has finally died down. That did not take very long. Honestly, this beer is like looking pretty nice. So, let's see. 5 years old. We're going back in time, back to 2017. I'm still living in Connecticut. Uh let's see. Uh Let's see what this is all about. I drink the beer from the glass, but that's boring. That's good, ooh, yeah, that's more likely to pouring. I have the German accent, and so of course I love beer. But how much can the good hold? Eins, zwei, drei, eins, zwei, drei, vier. Das good. Das good. Um... This itch, this is good. Uh, I'm pretty sure he says pr- Das Boot. Yeah, I'm with da, Ted on that da, one. Is it Das Boot? Oh. Yeah. I, I've only heard I mean, it. That's the name of the song. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Still, Das Good Beer. That's what uh, it says in my mind, because that's what I'm having right now. Ah, see? Uh, <laughs> no, I, um, it's actually held up pretty, pretty well. Uh, I know, you know, obviously not surprised these are made to made to age but um it's very very boozy it is very boozy but it's not like it's more booze flavor than it is like booze like sharpness um like you 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 could definitely tell that it was it was um aged in 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 bourbon barrels but it's not like a like a oh you know like one of those shocks that you you get from a high abv it's it's like the burn in your nose yeah no none of that you just it just tastes like bourbon and like tastes like um uh uh a porter it's it's only it's only a porter you know only a porter but uh it's it's relatively i mean you get a lot of flavor up front um and then it kind of tails off a little bit towards the back i don't know if that's just because my mouth is getting used to it but the first sip i will say was a little a little it was a little bit of a shock to the system but uh you know as as i continue to drink it it gets it gets a little bit more smooth there's like a slight and i think it's from the bottle or maybe the cap. I don't get it now. There was like a slight tinge of like a rustiness to it. I think that's just the. I think that was just the cap. Um, but because uh, normally I would like on older beers, I would like clean the clean the top before pouring it, and I didn't do that this time. So, um, but I don't. I don't get it anymore. It's it's pretty good. Like I'm I'm enjoying this for a five year old beer that I've you know had just had. So your fridge must be getting pretty empty at this point. Oh no! I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> I have this. Fi- I, this beer was five years old, and it's not even close to the oldest beer that I, that I have. Um, but uh, no, I'm I, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I don't get a ton of. I, I, it's hard to pull out like characteristics of the porter because it's so heavily dominated by 
um, the the bourbon. But honestly, I don't mind it because it's it's carrying the beer pretty well. I mean, you do get some roastiness, some toastiness. Um, but other than that, I mean, a porter is a porter. Um, but the the layer of the bourbon and the fact that it's not like uh like it's a good it is either a good barrel or it aged extremely well because it's really really smooth. I'm 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 a fan. I'm a fan. So. The untapped description also mentions vanilla. Do you get any of that? Hmm. Honestly, not really. I mean, I could I could see it like maybe maybe when it was like a little bit younger, but I don't know. I don't get I don't really get it a ton. Um uh it is it is a very heavy very heavy on the uh on the on the on the bourbon taste right now. Um I don't mind it though. I think it's really well done, especially for for being 5 years old. And I don't know, it's like Beer is supposed to get better after your time, right? Like, normally, like, that's how it's supposed to work. to a point. I mean, if it's harsh, it usually mellows out, right? I mean, that's kind of... I guess. So maybe when it was, like, brand new, it may may, may have been a little bit more, a little bit more kick. But, um, like, I'm going to give, I'm going to give this a four and a quarter. I think it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm, like, happy, I'm happy to have it right now. Um, and, uh, it's one more bottle down. One more bottle down. Uh, we got, there you we got, go. Yeah, we got plenty more, plenty more to come, <laughs> <laughs> plenty more to come. But this has been this has been good. This is a fun venture through my my beer stores, just so I can fill them back up. <laughs> Very nice. Well, like I mentioned, I have it here on Untapped. Yeah. There are for the 2017 variant of the barrel aged Imperial Porter. There are 1,181 check-ins. Okay. Okay. At least it's oh, not like twelve. Man. That's true. That's true. Um, so this is this is hard. This is hard because I think it's very good. Um, Collective Arts, I think, has a. There's no. I wouldn't. It's not. I wouldn't call it hot pipe, but I feel like they're well respected, but not like you know they're not they're not abomination or nothing. You know, like but I feel like they're well respected, well liked. Um, this is a this is a beer that I feel like could turn some people off, especially like you know as things go on um but it is it is pretty good though i'm gonna go i feel like it's gonna be low i feel like it's gonna be low but i i'm i'm not gonna go low i i feel like it's gonna be low though i think i'm gonna get screwed i'm gonna go 4.03 close not not exact but very very close with a 4.04 damn it oh man wow oh golly put it on the board yeah, four, and four point oh four wasn't even in my mind. I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> I, I there's a way. I'm gonna. Be, I could I'm see a four point oh two, maybe even four point oh five, but not not a four point oh four. I would I would that would have been my last, probably my last guess of the four point oh numbers. Okay, all right. You know what? It does. It deserves it. Number one, number two. I feel better about my four two five. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, am I, am I, am I like, I'm enjoying this beer far too much. Maybe because it's 11 and a half percent. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right. Obert, I tightened it up. You did. It's going to be, it's going to be, um, either, uh, I got to go big or go home at this point here. So, okay. So this week I have a beer from, I think I've had these guys on at least once before. Um, this is a brewery from Bozeman, New Hokkaido. And they are a phantom brewery, which I'll explain. But this is a style that I typically avoid. I don't know if I've had too many of these on the show. Um, it's just a little too bitter for me. It is a triple IPA. So 
We'll see. We'll see how I like it. It was brewed December 13th last year. So um, it is named the Oni Triple IPA. And there's this picture of this big, ugly troll guy who must be named Oni or something like that. Um, the reason the brewery is named New Hokkaido is because that is the part of Japan that the brewer grew up in. He now lives in Bozeman, and I think he works primarily for Mountains Walking Brewing. But this is his side project. Um, I don't, and I think it's brewed on premises at Mountains Walking. But like I said, they're a, kind of a phantom brewery. So it's uh, 10% ABV. And we have some heavy, heavy beers today. We really do. Yeah, we're, we're, bringing, we're bringing the heavy stuff here. <laughs> um, it says here that Oni is the worst kind of ogre. He's only happy when he's spreading disaster or torturing the souls of the damned. But don't tell him we said that. So I guess kind of like Tud's beer. We just have very pessimistic beers. How do you spell Oni? O-N-I. All right, so let's crack in. You got a drop for me? I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes me feel mellow. Okay. Yes. Taking your blood pressure during the recording. <laughs> no, no, I knocked something off my desk. Oh, it sounded yeah. just like it a did. blood pressure cuff. It, it really did. <laughs> it really did. It's it's he's got he's got podcasting. You know, I am calmest when I'm podcasting, so that's why I'd like to just just get a quick uh, <laughs> quick quick blood pressure reading. But all right, so poured. I'll say pretty similar to how Tud's looked. It's got that golden mm. straw, as he said. Some good haze. Definitely <laughs> opaque. Can't see through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my new favorite glass, my treehouse glass here. Nice. Not a overwhelming amount of hop aroma. You know, there's some beers that when you crack it open, like the room just smells of hops. This one, I really got to stick my nose in there to get any appreciable hop aroma. But um, all right. Cheers. Here we go. It's definitely triple IPA. It's good. Yeah, very bitter. Um, almost like you can chew the hops in this one. I don't know. You know, we had, um, whenever I have a triple IPA, I think of the triple sunshine that we had at your house, Tud. Mm. And, um, this reminds me a lot of that beer where it's just like, there's just a lot of hop to wade through to get to this beer. That was a really good beer though. Yeah. You know, it was good, but it was, it's not for me. It's just like too much, whatever it is that they, they do. I get, um, and I said this about that beer too, and you guys looked at me like I was crazy. I get almost like a sour tinge to it, like a sour milk in a way. But not, um, not even a good, not even a good sour, bad sour. Yeah, no, <laughs> but not not like curdled milk, just a little sour, sour cream. Um, yeah, this beer isn't for me, but I'm going to be try and be as a, an objective reviewer here. Wow, it's it's really hard to pick flavors out because it is just super super bitter. Um, I don't see an IBU on the can here, but it's got to be a lot. It's got to be a lot. One thing that they do is it seems like they brew all of their beers with rice from Hokkaido, Japan. So, on the ingredient list, they have water, yeast, malted barley, hops, and a little bit of Hokkaido rice. Oh, okay. yeah. Interesting. So it's not a primary. Primarily rice beer, like um, 
I think some of the adjuncts have a little bit more rice into it, but I don't know. No citrus, really. It's just just a lot of hop. A lot of hop. That's all I got for you. Just hop. Just hop. <laughs> just, just hop. Just plant. It just tastes like a pop. Yeah. But it's not, it's not florally. It's not citrusy. It's like those are parts of hops that I really appreciate and enjoy. Um, this is definitely on the West Coast style of like you get the bittering. You get a little bit of the dirtiness of a hop. Maybe like chewing on a hop stem. I don't know. A little bit of sweetness comes through too. It's definitely a more sweeter beer, um, almost approaching a lactose mouthfeel with how silky it is. So, okay. there we go. That's my description of this beer. Um, <laughs> not like I said, I'm not too crazy about this one. Kind of give it a three and a half. Still a good beer. I like New Hokkaido. I like trying stuff from them because. They only have a handful of beers. They're brand new. They're expanding, and I really want to like them. But, um, you know, not for me. And I told the guy, too, when I was at the couch register, he's like, oh, you're going to like this one. I'm like, I'm not really a triple IPA guy. He's like, yeah, me neither, but this one was great. Now I stand by my assessment. Got to go back to that guy and be like, you were wrong. You were wrong. But still, hey, I still give it three and a half. So. Where you're like, did you know that triple IPAs is actually just a marketing term and it really means nothing? <laughs> I should have said that to him. Be like, I learned that on a very f- fun and, and, and entertaining and, and podcast a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever come up with the th- what the third eye could have been? Incredibly? Incredibly? I, th- I think so. Imperial I think India Pale Ale? Okay. <laughs> so, Ober, out of uh, 1,437 ratings, what Pretty do you good. think the untapped ratings of this beer? I think they're going to like it more than me. Mostly in cans, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, this is a can. I don't know if I that, but... There's about 400 ratings that are non-can. Okay, well, again, they are a phantom brewery, so I think that means they don't have a tap house. I think that's what they're trying to say by that. So I don't know where you get it. I don't think there's a lot of kegs of it out there. But apparently 400 people found some. So I think the untapped average... Ooh, I got to be just... I got to be right on with this one. Three nine zero. So, unfortunately, Chris is going to get another point on the board, uh, which sucks. But it is a four point oh five. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Good for New Hokkaido. You know, I was thinking about going over four. They do got a little bit of that hot pipe. I could see how the rating got to be a four point oh five. But I think I was just a little colored by the fact that I personally didn't enjoy that, and that that drove my my guess down a little bit. But it's, um, al- it's always hard. It's always hard when you don't enjoy it, you know. <laughs> right, right. Uh, any other tasting notes on the unta- on the uh, untapped description there? So, no, soft, pillowy with massive tropical fruit notes. That's all it says. Okay. Yeah, I have. I forgot. I have pulled it up on their website, and it says tasting notes are big, bold, and dangerous. Sure. Why not? Okay. I like their logo. Yeah, it's cool. They got a cool logo. They got a cool vibe going on. I want to see more from them. But this one, uh, as much as I wanted to like it, wasn't meant to be. So um, that's it. Chris, man of people, gatekeeper. Another tally on the board. Number 16, I believe. He's heated up. (laughs) Is it the shoes? Is it the shoes? That's next week. Next week. (laughs) Next week, is it the shoes? Look at that. Where am I? Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. I'm three behind Tud. Ooh, boy. I don't know. I think you're still. Ooh, boy. I, th- I think you're still like six behind me. 
Yeah, I think hot over its summer officially ended about a month ago. <laughs> unfortunately, now it's, um, now it's now it's uh, the winter uh, of Chris. Yeah, the winter of Chris. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, snow snowstorm. What is it called? Blizzard. Yep, snow that's the event. one. Wow, you've been in the south for too long when you forget <laughs> what blizzards are called. <laughs> well, like, okay, so like... What is it like is when it's it snowing, but like a lot? <laughs> but a lot and like all over the place and like sideways and stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, But like, what do they call Like Winter Storm. Winter Storm. That's the one. Winter Storm Chris. That's what it's called. That's, that's Okay, uh, that's, gotcha. That's, <laughs> I had to think about that one, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got... Uh, Speaking of weather, it's different in different places. It was, you know, negative ten wind chill today. That was. Uh, oh my goodness! That's really like, cold. It's only going to get colder. Cold. It's going to be like negative ten without the wind chill soon. But it's going to be sixty here this week. It's there fifty-nine right now. <laughs> and that's why they call it weather is different in different places. That is true. That is very um, true. But again, Chris, man of people, honk 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 honk. Congratulations, sir. You are victorious. Um, it is time for our Frosty Mug of Wisdom. we got to fill it up with life advice, hacks, Ted Prime. Who knows? We'll just put Ted Prime right in there. Ted <laughs> Prime. Turns out they oversold the, the MPBs on it. It was more like we thought it was uh, 500 miles on a case. It ended up it was 500, 500 cases for a mile. So. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, call call back to last week or two weeks ago. But anyway, um, Jordan, hit us with that wonderful song. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Mug of wisdom. Finish that bravado. Thanks, Jordan. And uh, we hope you at home are finishing your Clamato along with us. So (laughs) finish up that Clamato indeed. Check him out. Wreck my podcast. Always a good time. But without further ado, you know what? I'll I'll give you a few more honk, honk, honk. Chris, man, people, what do you got for us? So many honks. I feel like I'm surrounded by swan geese. Yeah, yeah. Watch uh, out, though. Don't let them, uh, don't let them raise uh, your blood pressure too much. We'll have to get that blood pressure cuff over from Ted. Um, actually, you know what? I, I, I'm going to go first this week um, because as I'm staring into my camera, I see my handle right right there in front of me. It's me, um, my reflection, a me. mirror. I am a gift to this world. You should love me. Point oh one off, baby. On this, point, on this podcast, I would peg you as using yourself as a handle first 
I, 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 you know, maybe, maybe I'm saving it. I'm saving it because I have one. There this you week. go. Uh, so I'll save it for I'll save it for a future future handle. So uh, I almost said Mrs. Beardad. Dana, uh, for our six year wedding anniversary, uh, got me a present that is uh, very very cool, and I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, as you all know, uh, I assume I am a Pokemon streamer, and um, uh, I love Bulbasaur. My all time favorite Pokemon is Bulbasaur. A one since then. Didn't you use this one like yeah. couple, like three weeks ago? Did I really? The same exact lead in too. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you really? even gave us the website of where you got it. Uh, yep. I thought Leon, I thought we talked remember, about with it. Kiwi. I thought we talked about it, but the I didn't boobs know I used was it. the eight thousand eight. Oh fuck, you're right. <laughs> Shit. Well, fuck. I literally you even I, almost I, said Mrs. Beard last time too. <laughs> Did I really? Oh my god. I, I was like, wait a second, like I, I feel like I heard this. Oh well, I mean if, if Tud heard it, then for sure it's real because I thought we talked about it, but I didn't use it. So that was my bad. <laughs> well to oh, be shit. in Chris's defense, it is a glowing it, it is, is a glowing appears to be illuminating his entire room. Right now, yeah, just like a yeah. heavenly aura <laughs> of Bulbasaur over his shoulder. So. Oh my goodness! Okay, well, in that in that case, Todd, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> wait, you're not going to use yourself? <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, no, never mind. Cancel it again. Cancel it again. Have you ever seen me? Because like. <laughs> You can watch me live on Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. Sundays, Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. I think you've already put Check over your me. Twitch handle at some point. I think too, he so. has. I think you're right, Ted, that he has paid himself a handle. No, I, I was going to yeah. put over just me. Like, gaze the human, at my beauty. The human being. <laughs> Check out my headshot. That, that is Chris. Uh, yeah, just um, I'm cool, and I, I forget handles, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so check me out. You can check me out on GoodStreamer.net, and there you go. Boom. <laughs> now, Todd, what do you got? <laughs> oh. My All right. Goodness. So I guess I'm up first this week. Um, no, you're up second. <laughs> no, now I'm up first. Uh, so, so my handle this week is actually a a, a recipe for um for a food. I don't usually do food recipes, so this is a little bit unique. But um, I'm, I'm intrigued. Over Usually weekend, it's like I a smoking would... recipe, smoking thing. So I'm yeah. So no, I'm this is actually here. like real food. <laughs> so over the weekend we went out to a restaurant and I had some um, some homemade tomato soup and I was like, oh, you know what? This can't be that difficult to make at home. Well, it turns out that it's not. And my handle this week is a, <laughs> is a recipe for tomato soup that you can make at home. Um, first, you have to take a. I use a Dutch oven. I have a, a state. I have a cast iron Dutch oven that I. Uh, threw some onions in. I threw some bacon in to get some grease. Uh, pulled the bacon out. Let it dry on the side. And then you got a little snack while you're making your tomato soup. So that's well, no, no, it comes. It circles back. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I then threw in some onions and some celery and some carrots and cooked them down till they were soft. Uh, threw in two 20 ounce cans, 28 ounce cans of diced tomatoes and a 32 ounce. I think it was 32 ounce uh, container of chicken stock. Uh, let that cook. You know, add in ba- fresh basil, oregano, parsley, that type of stuff. You know, any uh, crushed red pepper to seasoning uh, or to you know your temperature preference. Some salt, a little bit of sugar to to cut the acidity of the tomatoes, and then um, took an immersion blender, stuck that in the the pot, you know, and blended up everything. 
then let it sit and simmer for, I think I let it sit for three hours, just simmering away. Added in eight ounces of uh, heavy whipping cream, mixed that in, just to kind of lighten up the color a little bit. And then I took that bacon, and I crushed that bacon up, and I threw it into the into the soup as well. Um, after I had already immersion blended it, that way there's chunks of bacon in the soup. But what you're what you're left with is a delicious homemade tomato soup that's you know nutritious and delicious. Sounds good. Yeah, there's at least you know I made a big pot. I mean, it was a massive touch of it, and it was full to the top. So I think I probably have you know like a gallon of tomato soup now, and all it did okay. was take me. 10 minutes to basically get it together. It sounded like it was more time intensive than that, but... Well, that's because it simmered <laughs> for three hours. Oh, I see what you're saying. 10 minutes of prep time. Three right. hours, 10 minutes of cook time. Correct. Gotcha. One of those recipes. I've seen those before. <laughs> they get me with the 10 minutes I click, and then they're like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> there we go. I'm not really a big tomato soup guy, but I would enjoy that, I think. It sounds yummy. You make a, make a grilled cheese, have some it's tomato soup, and basically a like a BLT soup minus the l yeah i guess that where the guess, l yeah. stands for whipping heavy cream oh there you go there you go there yeah you go. yeah i mean i guess you could put it over lettuce if you wanted to make yeah. like lettuce boats yeah very cool all right um yeah is do you is this a, a tud specialty or is there like a, a do i have to type this all in the show notes no i'll link i'll link a recipe i mean i didn't follow it exactly but we'll uh we'll link the recipe that i used and yeah, then and then you do your the own. Fly. You do your own spin on it. Tell us in the Discord how your Tud BLT soup came out. Right. Yeah, and you don't have to. You don't have to add in heavy whipping cream, heavy whipping cream if you don't want to. Um, that's just. It's just I. I kind of like to add it because it, it kind of thickened it up a little bit. But it, you know, if you don't like whipping cream or you can't little, have lactose, a little biskier. Yeah. There you go. That's a that's an adjective. Bisky. The soup's biskier. quite bisky. So um, I'm going to hand the mug off to, I think, Chris now to see what his handle is officially. I think I'm all that's left, honestly. Well, Over's the only one left, yeah. Oh, we're really getting away with him putting over himself? I thought it was a great handle. Better than, uh, <laughs> better than other ones I've heard. So Better than that one and, and reusing a handle. I like that. Two, I like that three a weeks lot. ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's one thing. I was like, I was going to, I rewatched the movie Get Out this, um, this last weekend. And I was like, yeah, I'll make that a handle. It's a good movie. And I'm like, no, I think I made that a handle like two and a half years ago. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but uh, this is like two and a half does, weeks is his memory, his <laughs> limit. Too long ago. He's oh, like a goldfish. <laughs> um, have, you guys, have you guys been playing Wordle on your, on your phone? Have you heard of this, Wordle? Yes. Yes, I have. I like I've Wordle. I've heard of it. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a website game app i don't know if there's an app version but i think there is for android but i just go to the website every day um it's a fun little word game that i haven't made a handle because i feel like most people have heard of. it's gone viral you don't need me to tell you about this game but i just did so google wordle it's fun it's a uh, five you put in five letters i'm going to tell you how it works anyway you put in five letters a five letter word it tells you how many are right and how many are in the right spaces and you have six guesses to get the word right based on eliminating the wrong letters. It's fun. It's a fun, creative challenge. But I'm not here to tell you about Wordle. Um, like, Obert, oh, we know about Wordle. Uh, I'm here to tell you about Worldle, which is a geography-based Wordle game. Oh. Mm-hmm. Every day, hmm. there's a new picture 
of a silhouette of a country. It's like, who's that Pokemon, but for countries. And <laughs> based on the shape of the country, you have to guess what it is. And so you type in, you know, United States and like you type in the U and the N and then it's like the, there's a drop down. So if you spell it wrong, it'll be like, it's, you know, you don't have to type it in all the way. You can pick from the list. And then you pick United States and it says wrong. And that tells you how many miles away you are from the country. It'll be like, okay, you're, oh. you're 5,000. It's 5,000 miles to your east. And then so you'll type in, uh, you know, Italy, you know, and if you're someone who, can't tell what the silhouette of the USA is and what the silhouette of Italy is. This might not be the game for you, but uh, <laughs> you'd be like, wrong. You're, it's 200 miles north of you. And, uh, you know, then you type in Switzerland and you're like, hey, you got it right. So it's fun geographic test. Uh, it's, okay. There's been some hard ones on there, man. I tell you what, there's like, I got, uh, but I, I've always been one for geography. I really like it. Uh, so if you're a geography nut like me, check out Wordle. If you are like, that sounds too hard, just try Wordle. That's, that's I think, a little <laughs> easier. There's only 26 letters. It's like 188 countries, right? <laughs> so um, that's my handle. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And um, if you get it right, let me know on Discord. I'd like to, like to compare Wordles with you. I, that sounds a lot more fun than Wordle. Yeah, if you're not like a word game kind of guy and you're, you are a geography game kind of guy, if Carmen San Diego was much more your game than Wheel of Fortune, check it out. Fair. I just I just went to the website and I won today's in the first guess. No way. Yeah. Nice. It took well, me two wor- guesses. Wordle. Wordle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I know it. Yeah. Be like, I'm I'm a Wordle guy. It was uh, what was it today, Ted? Well, no, we, no, can't, no, we can't ruin it oh, for yeah, Chris. We can't. We can't. We'll tell you. We're going to tell you after we play the outro music. So. Oh um, golly. So while Chris plays, why don't you uh, take us out, Todd? Yeah, so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll thank the breweries that provided today's beers. I will thank Abomination for their Fuck 2021 as well uh, IPA. I would like to thank Collective Arts Brewing for their Barrel-Aged Imperial Porter 2017 release. And I want to thank New Hokkaido for their Oni Triple IPA. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please head over to, to Discord and join the conversation over there with other listeners, as well as head over to Patreon, and for as little as a dollar a month, you get an extra episode of Drinking Little Friends occasionally. Um, also, please make sure you're sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, and you know, most importantly, heading over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star rating and a review because that's the best way to help us get new listeners. And so with that, thank you all for listening. My name's Doug. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends that you convinced to play World War you. Chris get it? Do you know where in the world this Wordle is today? Or world, world, world is? It's definitely a mouthful. It's not as easy to say as Wordle. <laughs> uh, not yet. Did you find I'm it? Holding, I'm holding it. What, what were your first couple it. guesses? Uh, I don't want to say. Okay. <laughs> One of them was very far away. Yeah, just and tell I, us how many miles or kilometers. 8,000 8, kilometers. <laughs> I, I, like, thought it was wrong, but I was like, it could be. Hey, it you got to get, you got to throw a, a, you have to throw a dart at this flat surface we call the world. <laughs> Look at that. We've come full circle. 
There we go. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>